So he says, you got to recognize, that's the first condition, you got to respond if you got to know what's wrong and do something about it. There are problems and people give up. Here's what he says, don't give up, grow up. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us as today. We continue our message, A Recipe for Restoration. We've been looking at 2 Chronicles 7.14, just a great passage about what true restoration and reconciliation looks like. And as we continue today's message, we're going to pull out some lessons, both from 2 Chronicles and from 1 Corinthians. Some lessons like how we can't take God's blessing for granted and how we can't overcome temptation in our own power. As you just heard Pastor Ford say a moment ago, there are really some conditions for restoration. So that's what we're going to continue to look at in today's message. So I hope you will open your Bibles and join us in 1 Corinthians 10 as we continue a recipe for restoration. Here is Pastor Ford. Let me show you something. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. Uh, one day we, we, we're going to go to this, uh, but right now I just want to show you the outline for the passage. Let me just read one part of it. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. What does that mean? They were ignorant. When Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant, it means that they were ignorant. He says, how that all our fathers were under the cloud, all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized under Moses in the cloud and the sea, all did eat the same spiritual meat, meat, all did drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ, but with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were for our example, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted, neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to, to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmur and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. That's us as believers, New Testament believers. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth he lest he fall. There is no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. Here, here's what he does. Uh, this, this is, we you know what this is? In 1 Corinthians 10 is lessons from losers. We always want to emulate winners. Well, well, Paul says, no, you better look at some losers and learn from losers. Now, there's six lessons that you can learn from losers. I'm going to drop them. I'm not going to push them because I'm going to preach it one day. Now, here they are. Let me give them to you. Bullet point. Here's the first one, verses one through four. Learn from losers that you can't take God's blessings for granted. What's this all baptized under Moses? It was his pastoral leadership. What was it? Uh, the cloud and the sea and fed by the, the, the God's pastoral leadership, God's uh, piloting, God's provision and God's protection. He says, you took all that for granted. You took the blessings for granted. Learn from them losers. God gave them provision, manna. It means what it is. And, uh, you know, it literally means translated, what is it? They, they said, what is it? And that's what they called it, manna. What is it? And then what did they do? They took it for granted because they got tired of it and they said, we want some meat. And we do it all the time. I mean, we, we don't pray about our needs. We pray about our greeds. 
You have a car. And what's the purpose of a car? To get you from A to B. And it does that. It doesn't have to be a Mercedes or a Benz. That's your greed a lot of time, not your need. And here's what I really believe. Some of us, when we get to heaven, God's going to say, you thought you was a good steward. But all that upgrading you did, I never told you to get that, that, that concave screen television set. I never, I never told you to get, you had an HD 65 inch. That extra $4,000 could have went to the missions field, could have helped fed somebody, or you could have gave it like, like Barnabas and said, there are people in our church without a job. Here's the extra $4,000. I wanted to go to benevolent. Yeah. So when we look at this thing, it's amazing. So he says, you can't take God's blessing for granted. Look, look at what he says. Secondly, you can't place anything in front of God. He said they were, they were involved in idols. And what is an idol? Anything you put before God is an idol. People think it got to be a big fat Buddha with a big fat belly and big fat cheeks. No, your wife could be an idol. Your child could be an idol. Your house could be an idol. Your job could be an idol. Your money could be an idol. Your education could be an idol. Anything that you put before God, that's an idol. And he says, you can't put anything in front of God. Look at the third lesson he teaches them, seven, seven through 10. You can't sin and get away with it. So he talks about them, and uh, I'm going to look at the Greek word, rose up to play, really speaks about, you know, a, a, a party. You know, they, they really had a party spirit. And, and so what happens here? Uh, he says, you can't sin and get away with it. Look at verse 11. You can't allow God's warnings to go unheeded. He says, they didn't listen. I warned them. I told them. And he tells us, he tells us, ultimately, it's going to happen even if it doesn't happen immediately. Marriage is unhonorable under all in the bed, undefiled, but adulterers and whoremongers, God shall judge. It's going to happen. You may get by, but you don't get away. That's right. That's right. So then look at verse 12. Uh, this one I love. You can't become overconfident in your own spirituality. Here's what he says. He said, you better take heed lest you fall and you don't think you can fall. My mama said this way, never say never because you don't never know what you're going to never do. Yeah, look at the people who fell in the Bible. I tell you this all the time, don't I? Did they fall in their weaknesses? No. They fell in the area of their strengths. Yeah, what was David's strength? Integrity. Where did he fall? Integrity. What was Noah's strength? Discipline. Where did he fall? Discipline. What's Peter's uh, chief characteristic? Courage. Where did he fall? Courage. You check them out. They didn't fall in the area of their weaknesses. They fell in the area of their strengths. And then the last one, notice what he says in verse 13. You can't overcome temptation in your own power. You know, I'll never forget when I was struggling and I was saying, man, I don't know about this Christian life. I mean, I, mean, I, I lived a fairly exciting life because I was out there, you know, selling the drugs, all that, party every weekend. And then when I got saved, it was like, you know, something just going like, 
40, 50 miles an hour. Then it just stops. Life was just was so boring. And the songs back then, you know, was like, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, like what am I supposed to? I'm supposed to listen to this? Man, oh, man. You know, and, and, and back in that day, you know, when I got saved, we were taught no secular music. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Listen to this stuff. Well, where do we go? What do we do? We go to church. We go home. We go to work. We go to church. We go home. We go to work. We go to church. We go home. We go. Man. And then God began to show me, listen, I'm training you. And this little ditty, I've never forgot it. I've never forgot it. Here it is. I walked a mile with pleasure. And she chattered all the way. But I was none the wiser for all pleasure had to say. But oh, I walked a mile with sorrow and never a word said she. But oh, the things I learned that day when sorrow walked with me. God says, I've got to send some things to get your attention so that you can focus it back on me and want me more than all this other stuff that you're leaving me for. And that's what God is doing here. And so he says, listen, listen, what's the first condition? Recognize. What's the second? Respond. If. So he says, you got to recognize. That's the first condition. You got to respond. If. You got to know what's wrong and do something about it. There are problems and people give up. Here's what he says. Don't give up. Grow up. See, sometimes we don't respond appropriately. Somebody holler out what Adam did with his sin. At least three things. What did he do? Okay, he tried to blame it on Eve. He blamed it on Eve. He blamed it on God because he said, and the woman you gave me. So he blamed it on God. What's the other thing he did? Okay, he tried to hide. Then he tried to cover his sin. So he tried to blame somebody else. He tried to hide. He tried to cover it. Isn't that what we do? We do the same thing. We play the blame game. And it's like, when are you going to stop blaming what happened to you in the past for what you're doing in the present? It's like, I remember when I was in high school and I played that game. I didn't have a father. And so, you know, I didn't have a father. And they have, they have parent day. And everybody has their father. And I come up there with my mother. And I felt embarrassed. And it's like, that's why I did some of the things I did. Well, how long can you live off of that? You know, this happened to me, and so now, you know, I'm going to do this because this happened to me in the past. No, you'll never press forward, Paul. Said it, this is one thing I do. Wait a minute, Paul. What do you say? One thing. Yeah, I forget and I press. That's two things. Well, it's head and tails. You can't press if you don't forget. And so what happens here? Quit looking for God to do something when God is expecting you to move first. Quit looking for God to do something when God's expecting you to do something first. And so here now, God says, if you do this, then I will do this. So then the converse is true. If you don't do this, I will not do this. Am I making this up? Conditions have to be met for the consequences to be removed. Conditions have to be met for the conveniences to be replaced. Let me say it again. Conditions, verse 13, have to be met for the consequences to be removed. Verse 14c, conditions have to be met for the conveniences to be replaced. How can you ask God about being in his will when you're out of his will? That don't even make sense. 
You know, I think so many of us are tempted to try and do it the other way around, aren't we? But a great reminder from Pastor Ford today. We're listening to a message entitled A Recipe for Restoration. We'll get back to that in just one moment. If you ever miss part of a broadcast or you just miss one completely, come to our website and catch up on what you've missed. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. That's treasuredtruthradio.org. But back to today's teaching once again. Here is Pastor Ford. And so when you look at this, God says, listen, here's what I want you to do. Meet the conditions. Meet the conditions. We have to respond. God is saying, uh, if you respect me, then respond to me. So he stops the provisions. He sends the problems. There's got to be confession. It's got to be confession. We got to be like the pastor who went to visit one of his teenagers who was sick. She was in her bed and he was fellowshipping with her, pray for her, read the Bible. She said, Pastor, I have to go to the restroom. I'll be right back. It may take me a little while. He looks and there is a bowl of peanuts by her bed. So he starts eating up her peanuts. He ain't ask her or nothing. He eats about half of them. She comes out. She doesn't notice. And he's, he's feeling guilty. Holy Spirit says, you know you shouldn't have done that. So he said, he said Mother, I've been sitting up here. And I ain't half of your peanuts. I ain't even ask you. She said, oh, that's okay, baby. I don't eat the nuts anyway. I suck the chocolate off of them and put them in the bowl. <laughs> Amen. Now, you know what somebody said. I don't know who said it, but, but it's a quote. They say, confession is good for your soul, but bad for your reputation. Now, I like that. Let me tell you why I like that. Because you don't confess to everybody. Here, here's, what, here's how I understand it. Private sin, private confession. You, you do 1 John 1, 9, you go to God. God, you know I ain't right. Matter of fact, you know, it's like I'm waiting for the next time when my, my wife and I, we go through our little list uh, because we go through a list of things, uh, uh, you know, on our date day. And we go through a list and we talk about these things. And God put his finger on something, uh, two things I got I to gotta ask forgiveness for. You know, and I said, you know what? I don't know. I, I get this off me. I can't wait till Monday. I got to go on and just say, hey, you know, I need to talk to you. We do this early. Get this off me because, you know, it's like the Holy Ghost, if you really in fellowship with God, he will whoop you. He will whoop you. He will whoop you. And something like that bothered me so. And so here it is. He's saying, come, come. Listen, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's on you. The ball is in your court. Now notice, secondly, God's catalyst. So he showed us his condition. Now he wants to show us his catalyst. Well, what do you mean his catalyst? That is, there are two. His relationship and his reputation. So his relationship with us, his reputation because of us. Here's what he says. If my people, wait a minute, my people, that's a phrase that demonstrates you're in relationship with him. He's saying based on the relationship and based on my repute, God is concerned about those two things, our relationship with him and his reputation. Psalm 23, he leads us in paths of righteousness. Why? Come on, say it. For his name's sake. Why? Because he wants us to be righteous, not so we could be righteous. He wants us to be righteous so he looks good because he made us righteous. Amen. Like, for example, uh, Pastor Farmer, when he first came to our church, I hadn't come to Chicago yet. And he did, he did a children's sermon. 
all children, uh, was it nine and under or something like that, 10 and under, come to the front, meet pastor in the front. And they would all come and meet him in the front. And my baby boy was there. And Pastor Farmer said, now I'm going to tell you a little story about Moses, how he lifted up a stick and the Red Sea parted, children, where everybody else was saying, oh, Jonathan said, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You're not going to convince me. I don't believe that. And so Pastor Farmer said, whose child is this? And everybody said, Bo Ford. And Pastor Farmer said, I should have known it. So I told him, you know, when pastor's talking, you be quiet. So, so, so he said, okay, dad, okay. I just, I just, I just didn't believe it, dad. I just want him to know I didn't believe it. I said, well, don't, don't just listen. So, so next Sunday, Pastor Farmer brings this thing that you tie socks together with. And he says, children, do you know what this is? And Jonathan said, no, but you ought to tell us since you have it. And, and man, he said, both four, come get your child. And so what I did was I told him, I said, now I'm going to spank you if you do that again. You, that's ignorant. That's rude. He said, all I'm doing is just saying what's on. You don't do that. You don't, you don't do that. And so I told my wife, I said, I'm not letting him go up front. She said, now that ain't going to help. I said, okay, I'm going with him. And so you got all these little kids and I'm standing there holding his hand. And when pastor's talking, I said, you better not open your mouth. I'll embarrass you right here. You embarrass me. I'm going to embarrass you. You know, and then he, then he finally shut up and listened, you know. But it was like, it was like God is saying, I have a reputation at stake. You done been on your job. You done told your neighbors at the health club. Everybody know you're a Christian. And now you're laughing at the dirty jokes like everybody else is laughing at the dirty jokes. Uh, you're stealing from the job like everybody else is stealing from the job. Uh, you're working on your computer when you should be working on whatever they're paying you to do. They're talking about the boss and you talking about the boss, too. You're messing up my reputation. That's what he's saying. So he, he says it's catalyst. And so when we look at what God's saying, let me, let me take a few minutes. I want to finish this. Sometimes we live a sloppy agape. Grace does not give us a license to live like yard dogs. And can I remind you, God doesn't grade on a curve. He doesn't do it. And so then he will preserve his reputation even if he has to kill some of us to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't believe me? Ask Ananias and Sapphira. If you don't believe me, ask Achan. If you don't believe me, ask Korah, Datham, and Abiram. If you don't believe me, just go in Scripture and see the folk that God killed because they wouldn't get themselves right. So what happened? Here's what he's saying. L listen, listen, listen. Here's what God is saying to them. How could you do this to me after all that I've done for you? You ought to be embarrassed and ashamed to do what you're doing. Say, 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 what are you talking about, Pastor Ford? There, mountain climbers have what's called a snake line in some countries. Why? Because poisonous snakes are in the lower parts of the mountain. They're looking, they look for them very, very meticulously. They go slowly up the first half of the mountain. But there's something called a snake line. It's where the atmosphere gets so thin that vermin, critters, snakes, they won't go above that invisible line because it's very hard to breathe. It's called the snake line. And that's what God wants us to draw, a snake line, where we understand that because of what he's done, think about what he did. 
You know, it's like Jesus Christ went to Calvary for you and I. He died. He shed his blood. The father turned his back on the son for the first time in all of eternity. He wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life. He adopted us into the family of God. He gave us the precious Holy Spirit. And you mean to tell me we do him like we do him? I'm going to close. This is a true story. This property over here that we have, we got it before the crash. So Amoco had a gas station. It was burnt down. You know all that. And they wanted $250,000 for that property on the corner. And I said, we ought to ask them to give it to us. Well, long story short, uh, one of the ladies who was over that, uh, she, she gave it to us, a Christian woman. And then the woman who was over uh, the, the, the charitable giving, donated the first $40,000 to get it repaired. So you know what I did? We had a great celebration to break open the women's center. And I forgot to call Sister Brown. I called her that Friday. The celebration was that Sunday. I said, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to invite you. Can you be here Sunday and blah, blah, blah. You know, this is what we're going to do. And she said, yeah, I'll be there. She said, but you know, since we were the ones who donated the property to you, and since I was the one that made sure you had the first $40,000, you would think I would have been the first one that you called. Man, man, I felt so low. I had to get a ladder to climb up on the curb. And I sent so many apology letters till she said, quit apologizing. I wonder what the Lord would say to us if he individually had a judgment seat of Christ right now for each one of us. Would he look at us and say, you mean to tell me this is the way you treat me after all that I've done for you? Thank God that God provides a way for us to get back into fellowship with him after we sin, before we sin. Well, that's a message entitled A Recipe for Restoration. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. And maybe you'd like a copy of this study in Second Chronicles. We can always request it when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, if you've been enjoying this study from Pastor Ford, you're going to want to request another resource that can help you unlock the scriptures. It's called The Big Book of Bible Answers, and it's written by Dr. Ron Rhodes. You know, we all have questions about God's Word. Something stands out as you're reading a passage, you're not really sure where to turn for more. Well, when you request the Big Book of Bible Answers, you're going to own a guide to understanding the Bible's most challenging questions. The book is yours when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry. Just call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. You can also mail your gift along with your request. Our address is Treasured Truth, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. We'll take your Bible knowledge to the next step and request the Big Book of Bible Answers. This helpful book from Ron Rhodes will answer how we got the Bible, why we can trust the reliability of the Bible, and why there's so many translations. And that's just chapter one. The remaining chapters talk about both the Old and the New Testaments, God, Jesus, and a lot more. So ask for the Big Book of Bible Answers when you give a gift of any amount. Again, our number is 888-644-7660, and our website is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow for Treasure Truth 
a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.